And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up, you tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. Man, that is still a hot intro. One more shout out to Kate Fresh Marlowe for hooking it up. I love it. I honestly can't stop listening to it. But anyway, this is episode number four. Not sure if there's going to be an episode five. Guys, we started a month ago. But thank you for joining. Thank you for the listens. Thank you for the support. You guys have been awesome. You guys have truly been giving me confidence to keep going and to keep making this happen. Like this is this honestly been great. But anyway, we have a coach on staff, Coach Trayvon. Be sure to check out his website, houseofstylelord.com. Anyway, I started a blog a few years ago, and I'm pretty nervous about the whole thing and releasing it and, you know, saying what I'm going to say and all these things. And Coach Trey said, you know, Jason, when you're a creative and that, you know, that's what he does. He does art and fashion and style and design, all these different things, right? And so when you're a creative, you just have to know that some people are going to enjoy what you put out and others aren't. And I know that I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but for those of you guys who've been reaching out, sending text messages, Facebook comments, you know, Jason, great episode. Can't wait for the next one. It, it truly means a lot. And I can't say that enough. I, I really do mean that from the bottom of my heart. You guys have been awesome. So if there's only 10 listeners, yo, let's go hard with our 10 listeners. But anyway, I started this podcast because I wanted to bring and give perspective Now, there is a quote that goes, I never allow myself to hold an opinion on anything that I don't know the other side's argument better than they do. Say it louder for the people in the back. I never allow myself to hold an opinion on anything that I don't know the other side's argument better than they do. We would all be better people if we could just learn to see things from the other person's perspective. Even if we don't agree, we should just all strive to see how and why someone landed on the conclusion that they did. How did they get there? I don't agree with that, but I see how you got to that point. You're not crazy for thinking that. Now, I don't agree with that, but I see how you got there. We would all be better people. We'd be a better society, country, village, wherever the case may be. We would all be better if we could just do that. Anyway, I say we're going to talk about cheer. I say we're going to talk about life. That was a little bit of life for you, but that's not why you're here. You're here to talk about cheer, so let's make it happen. So in today's episode, we're talking about the news that only junior and senior teams are eligible for the summit now, that we'll no longer see youth teams in attendance at the summit, and that the USASF has actually extended eligibility out for our athletes aging out of senior teams. So five, six, seven, eight, let's get started story time so a few years ago we had just gotten back from summit and we are gearing up for the next season and getting everything ready for tryouts now our gym we work off of the premise that athletes are going to be returning unless they tell us otherwise and i feel at most gyms that the premise is backwards the season ends everyone is automatically dropped from the system and then kids have to like re-sign up for the program Again, we work off the premise that, or at least our system works off the premise that if you have not officially put in a drop, you are coming back to the program. And so you need to officially tell us if you're dropping or else you're going to get charged for, you know, the next year, the next month or so. 
Anyway, so a couple days before tryouts, a drop comes in and I go and check the drop and I am dumbfounded at the name that I see attached to the submission. Because every year as a coach, you start to look out the athletes and go, oh yeah, you know, it's January and you see this kid's having a terrible time. They're hating cheerleading right now. You're like, there's no way this kid's going to be cheering next year. And, you know, lo and behold, you see the drop. And so you're not surprised that they put one in. But this particular athlete was definitely surprising because she was energetic, always eager to learn and take corrections. And you could tell she was the type of athlete who was always practicing cheerleading at home, right? The kid that was always driving her family crazy, like, hey, hey, brother, stunt with me. Do the, hey, mom, you know, play the cheer music while we're in the car, that type of kid, right? And, you know, so I get the online submission and I'm totally surprised and decide, you know, I'm going to reach out, call the mom. And so I call the mom, hey, mom. What's going on? I see that there's a drop in for your little girl. And she takes that deep sigh. (sighs) And I know exactly that, you know, she's going to tell me some bad news. And she's like, you know, Jason, it's true. It has nothing to do with you or Ashley or any of the coaches. You guys have been great. You guys have been great for her and for our family. But my daughter is, and I can't remember. She was either eight or nine at the time. She's like, you know, she's eight or nine. You know, Florida really is an expensive trip. And are we supposed to be, you know, she said, I, you know, I took a step back and thought, are we really supposed to be making this trip for the next 10 years of our lives? And I, you know, I thought about it and I was like, yeah, she has a really, really good point. This is a young athlete. Do we really expect her to take this trip for the next 10 years? How can I even argue? Like, what am I supposed to say? Yeah, you know, just go ahead, take out a second mortgage on your house, eat nothing but ramen and rice and beans. You guys can make this work. Come on, because we really have a good shot of winning the summit next year. And again, that that conversation is just always stuck with me. So that's one story I want you guys to hold in your mind. The next thing is, I said this in the last podcast, but our first teams to win the summit at American were both was our junior level one team and our senior level one team. And that next year, we had a good handful of athletes decide that they were were not going to cheer anymore. So we go and we reach out to them like, hey, what's going on? See, you don't want to cheer anymore. And we heard this answer a couple of times. Well, you know, we already won the summit. What else is there to do? And, you know, you're thinking you're level one, like get a back handspring. That's what's next, right? And so don't get me wrong. I love the summit. I think it's a great competition. And I genuinely have a great experience every year that I go. But in a nutshell, that is what's happening in our industries. One, families are feeling the financial burden of having to go year after year after year until they feel like we just can't afford this. They take their child completely out of the sport. And second, athletes don't feel like they have something to work towards when they've been going to the summit since they were seven or eight years old. And I read some of the comments on Facebook and on Twitter about this announcement. And I could tell that there were a lot of parents who just were not happy. And lots of parents were telling Varsity how terrible of a decision this was. But honestly, coaches have been asking for this change to happen for years. So my personal stance is I applaud Varsity for making it. But I do want to dive deeper into this subject a little bit. Did you know that the average athlete leaves All-Stars at the age of 14? That is a true story. Big facts, as the kids would say. And there's 100% data to back that up. And real quick, tangent real quick, bear with me. And that's the other thing that gets me about high school cheer. The average kid comes in the cheer around seven or eight. We coach them up in all-star cheerleaders for, you know, six, seven, eight years. And then their freshman year, they go, hey, coach, I think I'm going to quit all-stars and do high school cheer. You've got to be kidding me. We had a U3 this past season. Uh, shout out to Youth Black, my little my little beast, beast love, huh? Anyway, 
really good group of positive, hardworking, eager kids. And if a majority of those kids quit in a few years, I'm going to be heartbroken. So again, I give a point to Varsity for this round for stepping up and helping with the longevity of our sport and these athletes. So now let's talk about regional summits. So along with the announcement that Summit was only going to be eligible for senior and junior teams, Varsity also announced an all-ages, all-level regional championship, which I don't think is a bad idea. I'm definitely not mad at it, that's for sure. The one big complaint I saw online was that, you know, it's going to be the same competition we face all year. We want to go to Florida. That way we can face the East Coast teams. Or, you know, if you're in the East Coast, we want to face the West Coast teams. Or we want to face the teams in the South and, you know, all those things. And I could be wrong about this, but how often do we really see deep divisions? Now, I'm only going to speak for what it's like here in California and our experience here at American. But really, how often do we see deep competitions outside some of our bigger events? Because I know in recent years, that's been one of our biggest problems is actually finding real competition. And I'm not talking about if you are a competitor of ours, I'm not talking about a worthy adversary like Oh, he doesn't think we were a competition to him. I'm not talking about, you know, we're the, I'm talking about actual deep divisions where there are several teams in the division. Cause a lot of times, and you know, we do our parent surveys, a lot of times we go to these competitions and it's like, Hey, I'm tired of just competing against ourselves. And I'm like, yeah, I'm tired of competing against just ourselves as well. So I think the regional summit will be good to get everyone in the same place at the same time. And not only here in California, but obviously thing in regions, I have no idea how many regions they have. I haven't done my research. I'm sure all of you parents already know how many regions there are, but I'm guessing that the California teams will be there. Arizona, Nevada, Utah, the Northwest Pacific region, all of them can come down to Anaheim and we can make it happen. Obviously, if you're from another region, that the same thing would apply for you wherever you are. So yeah, I look forward to seeing Regional Summit, see how it turns out. Do I think that they will be as desired as the national event in Orlando? Not really, but I think that is the point right? Not to make it as crazy. That way kids can still have something to shoot for in the future and not go, I've already done this. Why do I need to continue? All right, moving on. I think someone at the USASF listens to your boy's podcast because the USASF has basically granted another year of eligibility for the senior athletes who are aging out after this season with the same stipulations I mentioned in episode two. Check out episode two. Leave your boy a five-star rating. This is actually really cool. I said, hey, guys, leave me a five-star rating. Leave me a nice comment or whatever, a review. That'd be great. And so many of you guys did it. So I'm like super pumped. So if you haven't done so already, it takes you such a small time to leave me a five-star rating to write a nice review. And it is infinitely helpful for the podcast and the growth of the podcast. So if you don't mind, go ahead and do that. But anyway, USASF said athletes must be registered. They must have currently been registered on a senior team, not an open team, but on a senior team. And they must continue to cheer at the same program. And basically they have to send in a request to the USASF. They'll approve it, I'm assuming. And then they get to do their one more year of cheer. And I still don't know exactly how I feel about I'm still like, I feel like I'm the definition of indifferent. I really see the pros and cons with this whole thing. I'm glad athletes have the option like I said, first time we brought this up, I just really hope that the athletes make the best decision for themselves and their future and not just what's best for the gym's future and the gym's success. Now, let me be very clear. Our program, just us personally in America, and I'm assuming this is the same for every gym across the country. 
our program is better if our seniors and super seniors decided to stay another year. But this isn't about us. This is about them. Now, I read a book a couple years ago called Players First by Coach John Calperi. He's the basketball coach at the University of Kentucky. Very good program. One of the, what they call the Blue Bloods, right? One of the great basketball programs in our country. And Coach Calperi really became infamous because he was the first coach to really embrace one-and-done athletes into his program. So for those of you who don't follow basketball, the, the NBA has a rule that only athletes that are one year removed from high school are eligible for the NBA. Meaning even if you're talented enough to go from high school to the NBA, you can't go straight from high school to the big leagues. You have to be one year removed. Obviously, a majority of those players go and play college basketball. And the problem has been is that schools didn't want to take these kids who only wanted to spend one year at their institution. They're like, why Why would I waste scholarship money or invest time in this kid when they're only going to be here one year? I might as well go after a guy who's going to be here at least two years, but hopefully three or four years to make the program better. But Cal Perry was the first coach to really embrace one and done athletes. And he said, hey, you can come here. And if you're ready to go to the NBA, I have no problem with that. You guys can go to the NBA once you're ready to get drafted. And of course, Kentucky basketball would be better if those talented athletes stayed at Kentucky. That would make Coach Kyle Perry's life a lot easier. But he mentions in this book, right, it's called Player First, that it wasn't about him and making Kentucky just the best that it could be. Although he's trying to make Kentucky the best it can be. Kentucky was there to serve the players, not the other way around. And he says he's honest with his players. He goes, hey, I've been talking to scouts and other coaches. It seems like there's a lot of interest for you to go in the first round and make a lot of money and set yourself up for a good future. But he'll talk to other players and go, hey, there doesn't seem to be enough interest in you to go in one of the first rounds or go high in the first or second round. So your best option is to stay at Kentucky, continue to develop those skills, And that way next year, you can go off and be a high draft pick and set yourself up for your future. And he said he always warns those players who aren't typically ready to go. He says, because you know what? You can enter the draft that, you know, if you go in one of those later rounds, this can be detrimental to your your future. You'll get lost in the system and you'll end up playing in the G League. And he mentioned, you know, the G League is not something glamorous. You end up playing in a city like Bakersfield, California. That is straight from his book. Mr. Cal Perry, Coach Cal Perry, I am personally offended that you would offend our great city. We have lots of hardworking, honest people here in Bakersfield, and a lot of them listen to my podcast. So, but other than that, you know, he makes a good point. He says Kentucky is here for the athletes, not the other way around. And that's just the way I feel about that. If athletes are going to choose to say, I choose to stay with their programs, I hope it's because they feel that is what's best for their future not because their coaches are convincing them to do otherwise because it's best for the gym's future, right? But anyway, I'm totally having a blast doing these. I hope you guys are enjoying the listen. Till next time, 5678, we're out. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening.